What up, y'all? It's Shay Love. And VA. And this is Girl, What's Up With That? Your weekly check-in with your best friends in your head. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girls. <laughs> mm, how you doing? Oh, okay. I'm I'm good. I guess we checking in. You all right? Why you... <laughs> nope this week feels like i'm burning the candle at both ends makes sense yeah so what's retrograding nothing no planetary retrograde oh sorry do you need a hug uh probably Uh, bitch you can do it (laughs) i probably just need to cry but i don't have time to do that so okay we can take a minute give us a moment (laughs) of silence let's start with (sighs) i don't know how like i don't know because when I cry, it just, it hits me. I'd be like, oh shit, are these tears? Yeah, that's normally what happens. But I've literally been so busy that I don't, like I literally do not have, I haven't had time to cry. I'm oh, at that okay. weird stage where there's no line of demarcation between schoolwork and work work. So everything just feels like a deadline instead of homework and work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But we're getting close to the end. So that's might have something to do with it too yeah I just feel like I like all my homework assignments have made me feel like I've been working for free for two weeks uh well well you're getting a degree (laughs) okay it's always I always seems like that one (laughs) (laughs) what's up with you (laughs) um life is life in the Super Bowl is here um I'm tired I was about to say you've been real quiet this week I'm tired. Um, I've been out. I've been, I've been finding people. We've been knocking on doors. That has been kind of scary. These white folks, let me say this. These white folks are different. Like, I get it. We have the information of where to find certain girls. But y'all just really just about to walk up in here like the Wild Wild West? Like, do you what? know who we are? <laughs> so they just been knocking on doors, pulling people over. <laughs> it has been Girl. fascinating. I want to say last night was my latest day because I think I didn't, I didn't leave until 5 a.m. And then I came back out and went back to work. So it was, it was very thrilling. I told myself, I told myself if I didn't see you Kiki in the group chat by the, before I got on the plane on Friday, I might have, I was going to have to swoop around. Or maybe just do a wellness check. I, yeah. <laughs> I said, listen, I was going to send somebody. KK, somebody. Somebody was coming over there. They already see me. I was already with the cops. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very fascinating. Um, seeing like white saviorism like Oof. at its finest. I think that's why I'm tired. And it, it's been very, very fascinating to see it. And during Black History Month? During Black History Month. Mm. But this this organization has been around for like a really long time. But this is my first time where I actually had to directly work with them and give them information on some of my girls. Yeah, we're going to need a spa day after this week. I, I, I was prepared. I had a massage last week. That's right. You did. You did. I remember. You know, I remember. I told, I told them I wasn't coming into the office. I danced in my living room. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, yeah. I had a glitter mimosa. So. Yeah. Speaking of brunch, thank you to everyone who came out. It was great yes. seeing y'all. Um, we got to giggle, kiki. People want some gifts. People want some prizes. Not people want some gifts. Jen. Jen, you you're right. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, oh, yeah. Kalina oh, yeah. won. Okay. 
I think KK. No, KK and uh, KK won could, something. Yeah, Karina won too. She won a oh, toy. She did. she did. I forgot. It and it was her favorite color. My bad, my bad girl. <laughs> she probably can't hear you. She she preoccupied. I was like, dang, all this stuff is crazy. You know, had to make it special. You know, you gotta you gotta have self love before you can go love on somebody else. So we had to make sure Valentine's Day was promoting of the self. Good times. Yeah, it was really nice. Yes, and all the ladies look so beautiful in their pink and red and white. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this month. I mean, this month, this week. See, this is proof into what I'm about to say. This week, y'all, I don't got a black history fact. So make one up. Well, I will say Barbara Jordan became the first African-American to deliver a keynote address at the Democratic National Convention. Today. Oh, oh, oh. She didn't do it today, but (laughs) today today marks the anniversary. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. I just typed something into Google real quick. I got you, boo. No worries. Thanks. Did she do it within the last five decades? Mm, it looks, yeah. looks about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds about right. Because, you know, we it's it's the 21st yeah. century and we're still doing first, you know, us black people. Well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That makes her special. Yeah. Makes her very, very special. Shout out. Shout out. To- put that on her resume. She better. Jonathan Talent Solutions. How do we add that to her resume? I mean, listen, I just recently asked Leslie how I could add something else to my resume because work is working and life is lifing and I needed to know. This needs to okay. be a line on my resume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. life, because you know, you can't get credits for like life experiences now. So, yes, there's a, I, you know, it's interesting you say that um, there's a company and don't give me the line because I cannot remember the name of the company, but the CEO of the company will hire someone who has X amount of life experience and they could be like a janitor and he'll hire them as a customer service manager before he'll hire the kid fresh out of college with a degree because mm-hmm. that person who was, and I said janitor, I know that's not the, the word that we use, but that person has more experience like interaction, interacting with yeah. people, knows the work, the workload and all that. And he's more inclined to do that. And this person starts their like base pay at like $30 an hour, no matter who you are. Yeah, that's, like he, that's beautiful. True livable wage. So I love that. Yeah, I saw that on LinkedIn. Anyway, child, um, <laughs> I'm sure this is everybody's new favorite section of the show. So uh, you ready, girl? You ready? Okay, hold Let on. Let me get my whisper voice. <laughs> I can't wait to ask our host a question about whispering in the bedroom, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> But yes. Okay, guys. Ready for my uh dating corner? <laughs> so ooh, ooh, you can cut it up about that. Uh, I like that. Welcome to Virginia's dating corner. Okay, so let me turn it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't I can't talk that loud of this, but at this point. Which is very funny because if you know me, you know I used to do ASMR videos on Instagram. I'm jealous. This is true. I, I used to like to pour ice in cups with <laughs> bubble water and let, let it fizzle. 
and I would whisper and I'd be like, tell y'all about my day. So the fact that I'm telling this story is very odd because I myself used to be into ASMR. So meet this young, young gentleman caller in the meat department. I meet people in the most interesting places. The reason why is because I think you make more connections with individuals face-to-face as opposed to online. So I met this gentleman caller in the meat department. He was a butcher at a local place out here in Vegas. I won't say no names because names and locations have been changed to protect the innocents. Anywho, while he was cutting up my bacon, I asked him, like, hey, what are you into? What do you do for fun? And he was like, oh, I do lots of things for fun. Maybe we should go out for a drink sometime. I said, if I can get a discount. So sure enough, I got my pounds of bacon for only $4.99. So I had to uphold to my end of the bargain. And we went to Bourbon Street. So we went to Bourbon Street, had a cocktail. Conversation was fine. Everything was great. Easy on the eyes, very nice. But then he shared one of his most darkest secrets that he said he had never shared with anyone because he was very comfortable. Me being me, I thought that was a little odd. But I was I was welcoming, welcoming to the secret until he told me he was into barbershop roleplay ASMR. I didn't know what that was coming from an ASMR community that I used to participate in drink water all the time. But when he explained it, he said, let me show you. He had not one, but two subscriptions to two different private pay YouTubes. Like behind the wall, I believe it was like a Patreon. Where these people who weren't really barbers would role play as if they were cutting hair. Taking the paper out of the cardboard, snipping the scissors, cutting the the clippers on and off. And that's when I knew, blocked, because I, what can I do? I don't want to yuck your yum, but I know I couldn't live with that in my life. So you mean to tell me if I wanted to hang out and kick it and cuddle and watch a movie, we would have to watch a Barbara ASMR show to, you know, bring you down from your day? What is so difficult in your work life where you have to decompress with people pretending to cut hair? He also told me that's the reason why he faded his dreads in the front. So yeah, to the meat man, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're still watching your shows. And I hope you're still able to use those self-coping strategies that you found. But not with me. And this has been Virginia's Dating Corner. I like discounts. And I like drinks. Okay, so... As usual, we have questions. (laughs) Okay. So they, you know, the cosmetologist, the minute you said they was pretending to do hair, the cosmetologist in me was like, wait a minute, do I, is there a market? Is there, can I make a side hustle? There is. It's a very large community. Okay. Um, When he showed me the videos, it was two popular people and the way he pays these subscriptions, I felt like that was financially irresponsible. Um, when he was telling me about like his life and what he needed to pay money for, like okay. you don't have the extra $300 a month to pay for, toward subscriptions. So 
Yeah. Let me go get my shears out the Look out at the drawer. It. But they're, <laughs> they're not like they dress up like barbers. They wear hats and like smocks. It was a Caucasian lady and then a Caucasian man. There were two totally different people, and he was like one of their top subscribers. And I was like, hold up. Do you really be commenting on this? Like he watches it while he falls asleep. It just gave me the, I don't want to, I don't want to hear scissors cut because <laughs> you know what I thought that was. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. I know. But I don't want to hear scissors cutting or you flapping a cape three times <laughs> to put on nothing. You taking, what's the things that they wrap their necks with? The, um, it's a neck strip, neck wrap. Oh, okay. I was like, what are those finger wave papers? <laughs> but I just, I just thought it was weird. Like they're not cutting anything because when you cut hair, you can hear hair being cut. Yeah. They, it makes it's a like, sound. It makes a sound. It's just the tool. All the tools. And I thought that was very odd to me. And then I also thought like, as a mental health person, I never like to diagnose people, but I was like, this is definitely access to. <laughs> I love how you say you don't like to diagnose people or like you're not in the business of diagnosing people. Like you don't have elemental P's after you. <laughs> I do, but I I was thinking, like, uh-huh. I don't, don't want to put that on you, sir. <laughs> this is, this is odd. And then, you know, I, I think he's, he was a little bit antisocial. That's all. Okay. And he showed yeah. you this at Bourbon Street. Yeah. Mm. we had a little frozen drinks we were talking conversation was fine but then when he told me like how much he spent on the asmr stuff i was like maybe i need to open my only fans back up man but they got weird and started eating like real fish heads and some other bullshit i no, i can't do that valid um well i'm proud of you because you learned your lesson for the last one you blocked this one quicker and I did. that one I did. blocked you in the parking lot. So, because <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, that was strange." Even though the one last time he was strange too, but <laughs> again, I never meet a stranger. People are amazing. I love people. Yeah, they are. They are. So was very it amazing. turkey bacon? Um. Okay. No, it was not turkey bacon. It was like regular beef bacon, but it was like the salt and peppered bacon, like the thick cut. Yeah. Oh, well, then you got a deal. Yeah. I did get a deal. Yeah. I got the thick cut and, um, yeah, I was trying to do no pork on my fork. So, yeah. Have you seen this man since? No. Okay. Um, no, I haven't seen him. Because I can't imagine you gave up your, bar- your, your butcher. So. Well, I was just passing through that store. Oh, okay. Let's be totally honest. I really don't like that store because I do have an ex that works for that store. Got it. Um, this company, and I have okay. a feeling if I run into him, I might try to hit him. So you got too much to lose, right? We are thriving at this point. Women. Like nine, get the bail money. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to squabble. Okay. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I think. I think this. This story. No, nah, last week's that. Last week is still winning for me. I think it should because his place caught on fire. <laughs> and he has five and a possible six kids i don't know <laughs> like what are we playing oh man <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all what's our heart heart fact for the day so um february is also healthy heart month 
And so this week I wanted to, you know, let y'all know that if y'all eat some strawberries, you know, it's also Valentine's Day. I know y'all like to dip the strawberries in the chocolate and stuff, but maybe you should just put the chocolate on the side, a hold off on the chocolate and just eat some strawberries because strawberries have been known to reduce the risk of diabetes and improve metabolic and cardiovascular health. Um, It's also been known to reduce your cholesterol, which of course is linked directly to um, reducing the risk of heart attack and stroke. So this February, as we are making our plans for Valentine's Day, you know, you want to do your little grown and sexy with your man, your man, your man, your girl, your girl, your girl. You might want to throw a little extra strawberries in there. Your person, your person, your person. Valid, valid, valid. Um, throw some little extra strawberries on there. You know, it's, it's a double I love you because you're doing a gesture, but then you caring about their health. So oh, Okay. Take the seeds out the strawberries if you really love them. <laughs> that's, you know what? You know when people be like, I would rather vacuum the beach. That falls in that category. <laughs> yes. Today I saw somebody mopping a puddle of water. What? <laughs> I said, you'd rather be mopping the water instead of playing with the kids? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Wow. Fun stuff. Okay. People are strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes if it, if it brings you peace and you ain't yeah, hurting nobody. 2024 is about drinking your water, minding your business, protecting your peace. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do what you can. Yes, to protect that peace. I heard she eat one crack a day. Um, girl, what happened? What? what? Oh, Lord. Listen. What didn't happen? No, I'm messing with you. Oh, first and foremost, shout out to Beyonce and <laughs> dropping, announcing sacred. You know, mm-hmm. me and me and my hair, we about to order some. I, I don't know if it can benefit my locks, but I, I'll support that. Of course. <laughs> Listen, I heard, I saw hair tools. I saw on her, cause you know, public info. So you can see what, uh, what the business is yes. under. I saw hair tools. I saw candles. I saw me- medicated hair products, which usually means like a hair vitamin. Okay. And you know, be I'm excited I, for her. You know, Mama Tina liked to let us know that that's her baby hair down her back. So mm-hmm. whatever Beyonce okay. taking, I might need to take. Yes. Um, but I will also say this week, you know, for the past couple of episodes, I keep saying I want to see niggas on dragons and I want to see, you know, niggas in space. I want to see black people doing things that most of the, you know, world doesn't expect us to do. And uh, asking you shall receive because Auntie Viola Davis's production company is creating Afro anime y'all so for those of y'all who can't really get into the anime auntie said i got y'all she gonna give y'all some characters that look like you um some storylines that just make a little bit more sense to I'm so excited for the storylines <laughs> yes that's that's really what it is um so her production company, which is called Juvie, um, is partnering with Inlight, who is already a well-known um, black production company, um, a black and Japanese-led media company and anime studio on animated films that will focus on black and Afro-Indigenous stories. The first film will be an epic fantasy inspired by Congolese folk. Fo- excuse me, Congolese folk folklore. Lord. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see. 
you know, the first one, but also where this goes, because like I said, I've always said I wanted to see black folks doing different things. Um, And I know, you know, not, not every, but most black people who watch anime, they will tell you that they've watched things like Afro Samurai and things like that. And we watch it simply for the fact that it's black. It don't have to be good, but if it's black, we gonna watch it. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. <laughs> yes. If it's black, we gonna watch it. Speaking of black folks, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just folks in general. So shout out to um, it being National Girls and Women in Sports Day today. Hey. Um, so I want to give a shout out to the ladies of Ole Miss in South Carolina for the girl power. They, during a basketball game, one of the players, her wig fell off. And instead of allowing her wig to fall off on national TV, they did surround her and covered her so no one would see her, um, whether it was her teammates or the opposing (laughs) team. And they helped her get a wig back on. But my question is, why are we still playing basketball with wigs on? This is why they're not really getting paid. We should just yeah. corn rolls and yeah, just moving. just straight get it braided. Back. Yeah, just some but, straight bags. But I guess they didn't want her Cleo braids out, so they covered her up. So I do appreciate that. So way okay. to show sportsmanship, ladies. And you said it was it was teams from I mean players from both sides, both teams. Players from both sides. Yeah, Ole Miss in South Carolina. That's actually very nice. I do. That was nice. Yeah, that reminds me. If I see your wig slipping, I might just giggle first. <laughs> What? KK raised me. <laughs> Sorry. Lord. Just keep all wigs secure around VA, okay, y'all? Yeah, because I might be like, ooh. <laughs> but I'm glad that they covered it up so I didn't get a good kiki. So what else do you see this week? Um, so more news in my geeky gamer era. Um mm-hmm. There has been positive news amongst the layoffs. I know a couple of, well, at this point, months ago, we had um, giving you guys information that there were a couple of major companies who had let go of their DEI um, officers, and all of them have been Black women. So it was like major companies like Netflix. Um, I think it was like Hulu had all let them go. However, mm-hmm. despite these layoffs, Joanna Ferris has been appointed as the president of Blizzard Entertainment. Um, which is within the gaming community. I told y'all I was serious about my gaming era, okay? Um, She was formerly the general manager for Call of Duty um, and is also the executive champion for Activision for Blizzard's Black Employee Network, which means she is in the business of hiring us for positions within the gaming space. Um, She recently took over Overwatch, um, and I know most of our listeners are not really big into gaming, but Overwatch is also a really big um, platform within the gaming space, and one of the things that Overwatch has been known to not have is a diverse space of characters and offering that inclusivity. So I'm really curious to see how Joanna um, takes Blizzard as a whole, but specifically games like Overwatch and Call of Duty forward. Okay. Yeah. None of those games sound familiar. You know what Call of Duty is. That's the one with the cars. No, that's Grand Theft Auto. Oh, okay. Okay. Call of Duty is the war game. Chitty Chitty. Yes. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. They have guns. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know I play Lily's Garden? I don't know much. (laughs) Okay. You cozy gamer? I don't (laughs) I was going to ask you how your Sims is doing. Oh, you know what? I ain't even been on the Sims in a minute. 
baby's been busy listen i just listen speaking i just told baby i was like i had he asked me he's like how far are you in your game i was like i don't even know the last time i picked up the controller to actually play not like picked it up to dust like i don't know the last time i picked up a controller yeah, to play i've been busy yeah <sighs> what you I say this I week could play games all day oh my gosh it's about time what happened it's a, it's about time what? so remember when Krishan rock punched Tamar's background singer back in November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, she has now um, been charged and she's being sued for the assault that happened in November of 2023. Um, when she hit um, James Wright Chanel in the face, Miss Patty, Mr. Patty, mm-hmm. Mr. Patty Pie himself, mm-hmm. she broke two of his teeth. Whoa, I didn't realize that happened. Well, I knew he had to, he needed to have dental work, but nobody, he never came up and said anything. After the incident had happened, he never spoke about anything. It was um, the promoter and then Tamar said something Okay. Um, to the public. He did not say anything, but someone said like, he getting his mouth worked on right now. <laughs> oh no. So what, as we know, what happened, she hit him in the face multiple times for no reason at all. Um, Krishan felt that she was disrespectful, disrespected at the show. Um, she wasn't invited to do her song. They invited her to the show. Um, true, true, but there was never supposed to be a slated performance. So I don't know how miscommunication happens happened, but it happens all the time. But now, child, you about to be sued, so she might be in a cell next to her baby daddy if if it works out right. Oh my god. <sighs> They're exhausting. But listen, you see me, right? <laughs> I want a blanket and a pillow because I'm who damn tired. I li- maybe I mean I I hate I hate to say it this way because the idea is to break the generational curse and not right. you know the whole thing about her being in the system and all that stuff. But maybe maybe Krishan Junior will get in the system and get to the right folks. <sighs> Whew, that's sad. I know. I also say I hate to say it like that. However, what's the alternative? Look at his mom and his daddy. He can go to that mama. Look, I was just you know, Stewie. She doing all right for herself. Yeah, she's she's no dummy. No, no, she's not. Well, she was dumb when she decided to get the butt, but not match the thighs. But besides, oh, everybody does that. <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What else you see? Well, I think we might be just a little bit closer to freedom. Freedom. So Trump has no immunity from the January 6th prosecution. The D.C. Appeals Court has ruled this. Um, Basically, the Federal Court of Appeals has unanimously ruled that Donald Trump can be put on trial for trying to stay in power after losing the 2020 election. Um, rejecting Trump's sweeping claim of presidential immunity and moving the case one step closer to a jury. For those of you who don't know, or maybe this whole thing has been confusing to you up until now, Trump had been, (laughs) Trump had been attempting to say that he couldn't get in trouble for January 6th because he's the president. And as a president, he has immunity. Well, the federal court said, Oh no, honey, 
you lost the election. So officially on that date, you were no longer president, which means you were just a citizen. Um, as a matter of fact, I saw the, I'm reading right now for the Washington Post, but I think I saw on, on the Associated Press that in the court document, the like the judge who gave the ruling called him at that point, said he was, quote, citizen Trump. And that's what they told him. So, damn. Yeah. He sh- they should have just shown him the video of uh, Mike Pence when he was running out. <laughs> Like, you see your homeboy you see what yeah. you did yeah so oh my gosh he so trump has already indicated that he plans to ask the full yet u.s court of appeals for the dc circuit and the u.s supreme court to review the ruling um while his arguments keep failing in court even rulings against him aid in his goal obviously to delay this till after um the election however the court said that they would put the ruling on hold until february 12th um to just to appease him obviously however they're not going to wait for the full dc circuit to weigh in so whoever ain't at work that day they just don't get a vote damn they're not waiting for him (laughs) yeah damn yeah so this is i mean we've been sitting by and and wondering how this is gonna go obviously we're still at the top of the year been hoping and wishing and praying. <laughs> what else you see, girl? Shut up. So last week you you said you with them with they when they write. Oh, who did? Who got you? Week. Who got you? Who got you, you with this them week? With, no, Joe. Joe didn't didn't hear reply loud and clear. <gasps> what? Joe. Joe has learned how to brag on himself. Hallelujah, sex your God, Mister President Biden. And I don't know what happened. It had to be within the the last few days. But um, earlier today, he mentioned how every House Republican voted against the Inflation Reduction Act. But he said, don't worry. (laughs) We're doing it anyway. (laughs) So he's bragging on himself. I I love to see it. He then went ahead and posted the statistics when it comes to manufacturing jobs created by the president within the first 36 months. And he was like, Y'all thought everybody else was doing it, but no, it's me. (laughs) I have created 791,000 jobs since I've been in office within the first 36 months compared to, because they keep saying like Trump did so, so well and things of that nature, but Trump only created for 419,000. And then um, my favorite, uh, George W. Bush will always Mm -hmm. hold a special place in my heart. He had negative two. Point negative eight. yes <laughs> negative 2.8 million jobs million? yeah i said damn no wonder why you slow and an old man handing out candy no wonder but yeah, yeah. biden has listened and my thing is is it enough That's... or has it come too late yeah because now it's kind of people are starting to feel a certain kind of way i'm glad you're going to be talking about um in the Grammy section, this young man, mm-hmm. but um, I, I I think he's still got a little bit more work to do because it might be too late. Because unfortunately, black folks still thankful We're paying about these stimmies <sighs> that we got that y'all didn't realize y'all was paying them taxes on. You dumbest! Like, but what are we I doing? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Look, I stopped reading a long time ago, but I read. If you okay. get my drift, like, mm-hmm. come on, what? But 
he he heard replies. I don't know if somebody sent him the video or maybe he listened to the podcast because I did send it to Simone Sanders um, <laughs> to make sure that he heard that he needs to brag a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Kamala's niece showed her was like Auntie Luke. Luke Luke replied said, "Girl, <laughs> girl, shoot, you know, her, whoever showed it, shout out to you." Basically, because I'm mm-hmm. thinking. We're, look, I'm asking friends like, where y'all gonna be at? Y'all, y'all got to go to Delaware to re- work the campaign this year. Okay, make sure mm-hmm. he tunes in every mm-hmm. Friday because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we might have a message. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else you see? Since we're on the big stuff, on, right on the political circuit, we're gonna stay right on track. Um, our fave, not fave, uh, Nikki Haley has lost the Republican primary here in Nevada, but she lost it to, you know, that section that says none of these candidates. <laughs> That's who Nikki Haley lost to. Nobody. Okay. She lost, she lost to no one. <laughs> she lost to no one. Um, Damn. So for anyone who does not live in the state of Nevada, I'm going to say it again, Nevada, it's a short A, not a long A. Um, although Las Vegas, Clark County is um, Democratic, yeah, the rest, is Republican. the rest of the state is Republican. So the fact that we are purple, baby. Yeah. The fact that, you know, f- for those of the, for those people who have already <clears throat> done their voting and, you know, for the primary, the primary situation, they said, we don't want her here. Further proves my point of this bitch is dumb. Yeah, for sure. And, and although we like to, you know, kiki and talk shit about Republicans and their lack of education, I don't think the smartest person in the world doesn't have to, you know, have, have all their brain cells to be able to look at Nikki Haley, see her parents and not know that she's a woman of color. Well, on paper, she circles white, like it's okay. She's transracial, like Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. (coughs) Shout out to the NAACP. <laughs> the privilege is real. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all that is. So we'll, as I mean, we told you all, we're going to keep y'all updated throughout this election year. We still have people yes. coming in and things like that. But I did find this very, very, not just, you know, interesting and educational, but also found it entertaining. You lost to none of these candidates. How bad do you have to be? <laughs> Not even, not even the Donald, the Donald person that decided to throw his name in the ring. Like, so you, like you, you really lost to nobody because he wasn't on the ballot. Yes. Crazy. That's, well, well, better luck next time. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so this weekend the Grammys happened. Yeah, um, they did. They was, so- they was singing. They were singing, yeah, they was doing the things. Um, obviously, there has been a lot of conversation and chit-chat and things about the Grammys since then. <clears throat> um, people who won, who didn't win. I didn't realize that Miley Cyrus hadn't won a Grammy yet. This was her first Grammy. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that she decided to pay homage to her daddy with that mullet. <laughs> she didn't do that? For her dad, she did. She did. But... Okay, I was hoping. I was like, I think that's what her daddy. I mm-hmm. I learned how to play achy breaky hard in the fourth grade. So <laughs> shout out to you, Billy. <laughs> um. So we mentioned a couple of weeks ago when the nominations came out, who we had our eye on when it came to winning. Um, we were hoping, 
Halle Bailey won for Best R&B Song with Angel. Unfortunately, she did not win um, in that category with SZA for Snooze. I don't dislike SZA, but I do do not like the song Snooze. It doesn't do it okay. for me. Um, just in general, but then in, co- in comparison to the other songs on this list, I just my opinion, I don't think... Like, the other songs on the list are On My Mama, I See You, um, Back to mm-hmm. Love, Alex Isley, and, and Angel by Halle Bailey. So, in comparison, definitely not. I think they had to spread the black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They definitely, <laughs> definitely had to spread yeah. the black. Um, I will say I am glad that the song of the year was Billie Eilish, What Was I Made For? Yes. Yeah. Because that is a gospel song. And it, Jesus... Gr- Lift what? It up. Hallelujah. Like what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You could be in full spirit crying. That's what you're gonna cry to later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, play that song. Um Best New Artist was won by the the we gotta put it in front of we gotta put it in front of at this point. The Victoria Monet. Um yeah. I know Gen Z, y'all wanted to claim her. I hate to break it to you. She is a millennial. She's 34 years old. I don't know. I know y'all like who to lied think, to y'all. Right. Who lied to y'all? I know you like to think, oh my God, 30 so old. And then people like her tell you that they're 30. You're like, you don't even look 30. She's 34. Mm-hmm. She belongs to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Who else? I'm, I'm skipping over the things that I know we're going to end up talking about, but those are really the big ones. Um, let's just go ahead and, and address that, that red lip wearing girl. The audacity. I really did not want her to win. Uh, I really was rooting for John Baptiste, but go on. Valid. No, points have been made. However, the gall, the audacity, I don't, I'm, what all the words for you to have the, the, I'm going to put two in front of them. Celine mm-hmm. Dion standing there. Yes. Holding yes. your granny After, while you. Yes. Huh? Because she hasn't been in the best of health. But not just that, you doubled down on the disrespect and called Lana Del Rey a legend. What? Oh, you didn't you didn't catch that part. You didn't catch that part? No, I didn't I didn't watch the grand. Okay. She stood they on that stage. They never televised the show I want to watch. Valid. She stood on that stage. Well, she came up on the stage, dragged a whole bunch of people up there with her, ran around hugging all these people, ignored Celine Dion, then finally took the Grammy out of her hand, started giving her a speech, and then said, in front of Celine Dion, that Lana Del Rey was the legend and paved the road for so many women. Was she nominated? Who? Or something? Lana I think Del Lana, Rey. I think Lana was in, in the same category, I think. Okay. Yeah, she was. Yeah. So the album of the year category was Midnight's Taylor Swift, World Music Radio, John Batiste, the recordings by Boy Genius, who we're gonna get to Boy Genius in a minute. Not it's not a bad thing. Um, Endless Summer Vacation, Miley Cyrus. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Lana Del Rey, The Age of Pleasure, Janelle Monet, Guts, Olivia Rodrigo, and SOS SZA. So Lana was in the category, and you got on this stage and said in front of Celine Dion that she paved the way. Well, whatever. Tacky ghetto, ghetto tacky. (laughs) (laughs) um also just to talk about one of my favorite performances fantasia performed proud mary i'm gonna repeat myself it's proud mary although you know the hollywood reporter posted a tweet calling the song rolling on the river 
What? Yes. (laughs) Did they really? I'm not joking. The Hollywood reporters. And the tweet is still up. They just put a tweet underneath it that says, correction, the name of the song is Proud Mary. After Black Twitter was like, "Uh, that is not the name of the song. Tina and I get somewhere just cussing y'all out. (laughs) (laughs) Together. You done put, you done made Tina, right. You done made Tina and I unite. They done Um, met in the middle. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Fantasia performed Proud Mary in the tribute to the legendary yes. Tina Turner. And you know very what? full circle moment. Very, her. very full circle. But also, 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 Fantasia kept her shoes on. She had to do some five, six, seven, eights. So they had on some boots that was laced up. So she couldn't kick her shoes off. Cause she had to And we're so used to Fantasia, like if you've ever been to a Fantasia concert and rock soul and how she get down, she knocking them shoes off. Mm-hmm. So she was like, let me, let me, let me be mindful. Yeah. She, she, I want to be invited back. Right. Right. <laughs> she had to show us, you know, the, the time that she spent learning how to tap dance for color purple. It paid off. She yes. Can, she can do some yes. choreo now. Yes, um, she can. I loved it. And Fatima, she choreographed it, right? Of course. Listen, what did I say I when we, when we saw the color purple? What can't Fatima do? I don't know. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. So she choreographed it. And they had some, like, um, I get dancers. So that was cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, speaking of history, I guess I could have used this. I forgot. But Burner Boy, ma- Burner Boy made history by being the first Afrobeats artist to perform on the Grammy sa- stage um, this awesome. year. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but has Brandy ever performed at the Grammys? I'm not trying to be shady because if so, if she hasn't, then this was also her first performance at the Grammys because he brought her out. Really? Yeah. Was was they were they at the Grammys when she hit Monica? I thought that was the uh, VMAs. Oh, okay. See, and I was <laughs> I was trying to Google to see like a list of her past performances, but I couldn't find a like a full list. I could only find her tours, but. Yeah, I was like, well, we already know he had already decided that the money that he made from this song because he sampled her oh, song. Oh, in 97 that... for Sitting oh. Up In My Room. Oh. That was a long time ago, though. I was about to say, how many well, how many years are we at that? So was this her, like, return to the Grammys? Either way, mm-hmm. shout out to Burner Boy. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so you want to go back to politics or you want to talk about our fave's husband? No matter. Okay. Surprise me. Well, <clears throat> despite the fact that uh, Killer Mike won three Grammy Awards, when you type when you type Michael, in his name, uh, Killer Mike, into Google mm-hmm. uh, and Grammys, the headline that you're going to see is not that he won three Grammys. Instead, you're going to see that rapper Killer Mike was handcuffed and escorted out by police after winning mm-hmm. his awards. Now, I know. Mind you, these awards that aren't televised. No, because they're still not. Televising yeah, album, the rap album, rap song uh, of the year, none of that was yeah, not yeah. televised. We don't, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I'm sure you're wondering, well, what did he get arrested for, sweetie? The the police are still wondering the same question because they right. think that maybe, possibly, there might be a misdemeanor, but they weren't really sure. Um, however, comma there, he did not pose any threat. He was not resisting, so there was actually no need for them to 
escort him out in handcuffs. Um, he was Correct. willing. He was, you know, talking to them calmly. He, like, they could have easily been like, you know, step with us outside. And he would have easily stepped with them outside. Um, I don't want to be the, the conspiracy theorist for this topic. Mm-hmm. I just personally think that they chose to make an example out of him, given that, as you, you know, you kind of mentioned before, the stance that yeah. Mike has had when it comes to politics and things like that as a social activist that is from georgia and does not hold anything back and is very vocal about a lot of things um very eloquent when he speaks Mm -hmm. knows what he's talking about Mm -hmm. he he ain't no dummy not at all so um that is disheartening because it takes away from the fact that he won his first win yeah not only won but a sweep yeah took a them sweep. the body of work of that album michael is brilliant yeah so again it, it's just really disheartening like yeah this was a this was a plan that ty set up yeah definitely. i don't know who ty is but that's who set it up <laughs> i also this is one of those times where i think just in general it shows the ignorance of older generations because if the mm-hmm. attempt was to take away from his Grammy win or if the attempt was to not get people to listen to his album all you did was make people want to go listen to the album because yeah. there's people like us who are saying he speaks very well his mm-hmm. his music is like true hip hop so he talks his activism is in his music so all it's going of to course. do is make people go listen to his album hear what he's saying and be like damn this nigga is spitting like he's saying truthful yeah. things and it's going to push that envelope and and you know expand people's consciousness so this wasn't really the flex that they thought it was but go off i guess was actually pretty good so (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know they were probably like well his name is killer maybe he killed someone no that's his rap name (laughs) you know when you explain to somebody to somebody go no that ain't it yeah 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 so um so as at this point we have all heard seen or have mm-hmm. accidentally misquoted <clears throat> but uh sean cory carter quoted oh yes a couple <laughs> of people have been misquoting it and the journalism oh, and okay. journalist in me is is um, it's very icky for me um however yeah. sean sean cory carter stood on big business um, at the Grammys, he won the Dr. J, Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. What is why? Why does Dr. Dre have a never mind? Never mind. Um, because he had and, beats by Dre for beating Michelle. Okay, sorry. Look, look at you bars. We should give you the award next year. Um, you could do a sweep like Killer Mike next year. Um, <laughs> um, however, during his speech, he asked the Grammys to do better and get it right. Um, And like I said, he stood on big business behind his wife and he said, quote, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she's won the most Grammys, but has never won album of the year in speaking about his wife. He went on to say how their own math, the Grammys ain't mathing because some people are missing from certain categories and others shouldn't even be in the category, Mm -hmm. letting us know that, um, quote, he speaks the truth when he gets nervous. Both Beyonce and Blue Ivy looked visibly nervous as Mr. Carter went on to encourage the audience to keep going until they call you um, the CEO. I love that. And what's interesting is any video of this that is not someone recording their TV, like if it's an actual snippet, all the videos of, of that that were on Twitter have been flagged for copyright. 
when any other perform like any other performance that somebody has taken anybody else's speech not yeah. flagged for copyright his videos every single one that it's not someone using their phone to record a different screen like if it's just an embedded video all of his videos have been flagged for copyright by the owner which would be cbs wow mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah. But I think it was very encouraging for the individuals that were nominated for Grammys for the first time or, yeah. or put in categories where they shouldn't have been in, obviously. I think it it let them know like, hey, I see you and I actually hear you. Right. Right. Don't base it off of these metrics because this is flawed. This is a flawed <laughs> system. Right. Base it off of you and your talent. So I, I like that. I like that part of it. Definitely like that. Um, but Beyonce was like, <laughs> very, I will say it, she was very nervous, right. but it was a very different response because again, this has not been the first time that someone has stood on the stage and said, y'all are, y'all are doing it wrong. Cause Adele did it for Adele 85, whatever album it was when Lemonade was out mm-hmm. and Adele told Beyonce, you are my artist of my lifetime. Yep. This should be your, your award, award, and I yeah. don't know how. And Beyonce stood there with tears in her eyes, and you could see like the excitement leave Jay Z's face because he knew what Adele was saying was true, true tea. Yep, Adele knew what she was saying. Yep. So this hasn't been the first time that this has been said. Yeah. Because let's be honest, why does Taylor Swift need four album of the years, and why hasn't another black woman won since Lauren Hill? Don't get me wrong, miseducation was great, but we've also had some bangers. It's been what, 21 20, years? Yeah, I was say so that means they mean to say that in 21 years a black woman hasn't made an album worthy of album of the year. Hello. However, I will say um Grammy so this time last year, Grammy's time last year, an article came out. I want to say it originated in Variety, um but has since circulated on all the news platforms where um <clears throat> voters for Grammys, they were able to remain anonymous. But in that um, article, they basically laid out their voting process and how they come to make the decisions for who they vote for. And on more than one occasion, different, they had different people. I think it might've been like four or five people in total. Just about every single one of them said that they don't vote for her, but for her, her being Beyonce because she wins too much. Literally, in in some that part, <laughs> some, some whatever combination of those words you want to, however you want to put them together, they all said in some form or fashion that they they don't vote for her because she wins too much, or they don't vote for her because they're going. They know she's going to win. One person, I'm and I know to kind of make it seem that it was fair in their reasoning for not voting for Beyonce, they also threw in Adele in there when it, it also like, oh, we don't, I don't vote for Adele because I know she's going to win too. Adele done already told you she didn't want the damn award. She she told you, she st- not, stood there and said, I want to be one of your kids. You got to have value. Like you just got to have mm-hmm. value yourself because fuck them. Like at that point, yeah. it's just, just yeah. everything speaks yeah. for itself. I'm just going to value myself. I'm just going to show, yeah. show up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that's why we got Renaissance. And like she, and what's I say? Are you literally took the words out of my mouth. As she said in her movie, "The Plight of a Black Woman." Yes, she is Beyonce. She is the Beyonce. She is breaking records. She is laying the path for all of these artists to come behind her. She's she didn't just open. She didn't just walk through the door. She literally busted the wall down for all of these artists to come back behind her and have like Meg Meg The Stallion just got this one once once ever yes. deal like for her masters right. 
So yes, she owns her. Masters. She owns her masters. So for them to just outright say like, "Oh, we're not voting her because she, that means like that's like for us, you know, everyday folks being good at your job, which us as black women, we've all experienced this. Being good at your job and your boss being like, "Well, I'm not going to give you the promotion because I know you're going to be really good at it." What? Yeah, I- I told you, black women are not rewarded with higher pay. They're rewarded with more work. More work. <laughs> Hello. Hello. That's that's why I told people I'm just dark skinned. I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm transracial. <laughs> um, and then to close out Grammy News, um, former Grammy CEO Neil Portnow, I think that's how you say his last Portnow, um, he has been, he's, he is stepping down. He's making the choice to step down. Um, if oh, I remember okay. correct, this man might be like 70s, he might be 70s or in his 80s. However, he has been um, sued, he was, this proceeding started in November, sued for sexual assault. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and this is the person who has been, you know, the CEO, the head person for the Grammys for years and years and years and years and years. Um, however, Phoebe Bridgers, um, she's one of the members of the, the group Boy Genius. It's an all-girl group and they're called Boy Genius. Um, in her per in her post-award interview, um, she basically put him on the spot and said, um, cause a couple of months ago, he said that if, if more women want to start winning awards, then they need to step up. Mm. This mm. is the C- this is the CEO of the Grammys said that if more women want to start winning awards, they need to step up. So Phoebe, you know, she with the shits, she said, fuck that. And she was like, uh, I know he's not dead yet. And I'm quoting, not paraphrasing, quoting. I know he's not dead yet, but when he dies, rotten piss. And you know, <laughs> I love when people get real creative with the insults. They add a little color to the insults. So shout out to Phoebe, because how you telling women to stand up or do more work and you out here being sued for sexual assault? So. Rock and piss. Uh-huh. That's a new one. And of course, his spokespeople have denied the assault allegations. But if that was the case, why are you stepping down from the Grammys after all these years? It's not because you old. You've been sure. doing it this whole time. You ain't dead. Right. Well. <laughs> she just put a spell on you and you might die soon. Listen. <laughs> somebody watched somebody watch The Color Purple and took notes. So shout out to you, Phoebe. <laughs> You, you, you do right, right by, by me. me. Everything you think of is going to fail. It's already done to me. <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch that movie this week. The Black Movie for Black History Month. Week. Okay. The original Color, Color Purple. Is it still on mm-hmm. HBO? Or excuse me, it Max? Is. Okay. It is. It is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Girl, what's up with that? Girl. What is up with that? Um, So listen, last week we gave y'all a warning. Get the kids out the room. Put your headphones on if you at work. Because we're going to say penis, penis, penis. (laughs) And vagina, vagina, vagina. (laughs) I think. You might want to get your fan, girl. It might get hot in here. I'm just saying. (laughs) You looking for your fan? I am. I knew my Beyonce fan was somewhere. (laughs) I'll just start undressing. Okay, it's fine. Um, so for today's episode, we do have a guest. I know you guys have, she's interjected throughout our pop culture segment. Um, but just to introduce her formally, we have 
um, Ms. Natasha Riley, who is a licensed sex therapist, certified sex and intimacy coach, certified and certified doula. Natasha helps achieving helps high achieving Black women navigate success, um, giving themselves permission to prioritize pleasure and self intimacy. She has spent nine years working in the mental health field with the last four being focused on women's sexual wellness. Natasha believes that while sex is what brings her clients into the door, pleasure is so much bigger than orgasms and physical sex. She believes that pleasure is the way to a seductive and juicy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Recently, Natasha made the decision to prioritize Black women in her business. There are years of messaging that tells Black women that pleasure is unattainable for them, that they should settle and always be at the mercy of others. By teaching how to unlearn their past narratives, explore their desires, and communicate their needs, Natasha helps Black women learn that by prioritizing themselves, they make the world a better place for everyone around them. That makes sense. (laughs) Natasha is also the host of Owning Pleasure as a Black Woman. It's a podcast that you can get on all streaming platforms. So wherever you get your podcast needs met, that's where you can listen to Natasha. So welcome, Natasha. Thanks for joining me. I love the tag team. It was great. I absolutely loved it. (laughs) Hello, hello. It's a group effort around here. We, you know. Keep us lifted in prayer, child. <laughs> you heard us. It's a long week. But this episode is going to be fun. We we had to throw some fun in the middle of this month because woo, child. Oh, I'm glad to be the fun. I'm glad to bring fun. Yes. yes. So let's just, you know, let's start with your background. Let's talk. I mean, we gave your, your bio, but let's talk a little about, about you and how you, you know, got into sex coaching and what that is. So the sex coaching piece came because I am a mother of two boys. I have a 16-year-old and a 7-year-old. So I had my oldest when I was 20, and the snapback between having one at 20 and having one at 30, not the same. (laughs) Um, So I struggled a bit with, like, my body and being seen by my partner and just, like, loving myself because it just – my body did something different at 30 that it didn't do at 20. Um, and so eventually I was just like, I got to get it together because I tried, I didn't like to be seen naked. So we were doing mm. sex while it was dark, t-shirt on, under the covers. It didn't matter how much sweat there was. This is how it was getting done. And one day trying to run from my partner into the bathroom because I want him to see me naked. I literally almost broke my toe on the corner of the bed. You know how you're trying to... Damn, yeah. that's the worst kind of pain. I, right, <laughs> right. And at that point, I looked at the mirror and I was like, girl, we got to get it together. So I started doing some things for myself and falling in love with myself. And I was like, I know I'm not the only one out here. And if I help you, yeah. you could probably move a little faster because it took me like two years to get to a place where I was comfortable. So that's mm. how I got into the coaching. I went and got my certification, paid all this money. And you know, now it's part of what I do. Okay. So she she official, y'all. She said she she know yeah. what she talking about. Yeah, I got the elemental piece behind <laughs> Yeah. It's a struggle, but you here. You got them. You got them, girl. I also have the numbers on that student debt that's on my, on my credit. That's okay, because Jesus paid it off. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And we ain't never paying another, another payment. We don't she, know her. We're we going to do like the white folks do. <laughs> Sally, who? 
<laughs> so with your uh, with your sex coaching, obviously you were able to tie it in, like I said, you, or you said, you know, you have the liminal piece, so you were able to tie that in with your sex therapy and things like that mm-hmm. to help women mm-hmm. help women move along the path faster. Um, what is, I guess, a common misconception around women's pleasure that you you know you're like okay broken record tired of hearing this next yeah that it belongs to somebody else that it is external Mm. right so a lot of people that come to me Mm -hmm. they want to talk about the orgasms and the libidos and one of the first questions is well can you can you achieve that for yourself right like what Mm -hmm. what do you what do you want and they can't answer the question and so I always equate it to a scavenger hunt like if I send you on a scavenger hunt and I don't give you the paper and I just say go find some shit and you bring it back and I'm like nope that's not right no that's not right you know you're just out here trying to figure it out opposed to here's the sheet of all the things you need to go look for that gives you something to work with so you know a lot of people go into the bedroom and they give up the power and the responsibility to someone else to try to please you and then when they're not doing it right you're like oh nope that's not it oh nope that's not it well what is it I don't know so (laughs) that's where that's where I come in and help them figure it out so that they're able to tell somebody yeah I love that how you incorporate the mental health background and teaching them how to unlearn some behaviors Uh and changing the narrative of their own story, Uh right? Putting it in their court. You are in control of your pleasure. Absolutely. You're in control of your body. I I love it. I really do. Because, you know, a lot you, well, you probably wouldn't be surprised, but like so many women don't, they have no clue that they are the owner of their pleasure. They are the owner of their bodies and they just think that it's someone's responsibility. Yeah. I blame slavery, me personally. I do too. Um, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Slavery and big mamas mm-hmm. that used to allow daddy to do everything with mm-hmm. them and everybody and make you have 12 kids Absolutely. within 12 years. The church, you got to hug everybody at, at yeah, seven. Yeah, don't touch me. Right. I told somebody, you a demon. <laughs> You got to let them know your spirit ain't in line with my spirit. You got to, you, they tell you talk about spirit of discernment shit. Your spirit ain't aligned with my spirit. Why we got to touch? I like that. I also notice you're also a sensual dancer. I am. During COVID, you know, I just, I collect. We got a hobby. No, no, it wasn't during COVID. I saw you rolling. Okay, so don't just say it was during COVID. But I said, okay, okay. So you've been on you... my stuff, I see. Uh-huh. We do our research around here, girl. Well, I just wanted to know who I was talking to, and I ain't even gonna lie. So I, I was like, let me see, and I said, oh, what is this? Ooh, <laughs> she real sexy. Ooh, she real, okay, real sexy. Okay. Okay. I wanted to make sure I knew some stuff. So. When it comes to sensuality and things of that nature, if you were to make a playlist for a sensual evening, uh-huh. what three songs have to be on that list? Oh my gosh, I wrote these down because I didn't want to forget. And these, <laughs> are on, these are on repeat for me. So there is, I'm about to butcher her name. Aj, Aj, I even looked up the pronunciation. Ajan? Ajan? Ajian. Anyway, her song is Drip. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Obviously, mm-hmm. nobody knows how to pronounce her name. 
Um, but they know the song. <laughs> yeah. So that that is a must. Um, I think it's Ombre, I'm Baby. Um, and okay. then the internet, hold on. That's just a whole, Ooh, it's a whole vibe. That's a good one. That's a vibe. Yeah. It's mm. a vibe. It is. It's like a, that one's like a getting the tub ready and lighting the candles and kind of like dimming the lights as we prepare for like the more yummy stuff. Right. And I think people should know intimacy does not just happen in the bedroom. No. Oh my gosh. No, it doesn't. It's like. It's a whole lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is. It, it's, it's like an act. Like you have to consciously make that decision mm-hmm. yes. to be intimate with your partner throughout the day. Yes. Yep. Yes. And with yourself, please. Yes. With yourself. Mm-hmm. Self-love is the best love. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of like making the conscious effort to be intimate with yourself and your partner, um, and we've all heard it. We've seen it where women are like, I'm afraid to touch myself or like you said, you know, don't want to look at themselves in the mirror naked and mm-hmm. all of that. What are some ways that, you know, the soft nudge to get women into the space where they are comfortable, you know, exploring their bo- their own bodies more, obviously, in on the path to then telling their partner how they would like to be touched? Mm-hmm soft nudge i don't know if i'm a soft nudge person okay well then push him in the pool girl right like it's just a it's yours right like it's one of those situations where this is between your legs you carry it every day if you Mm -hmm. are grown enough to lay down and have sex you should be grown enough to go in there and just grab a dog or mirror and look at it because you know i'm one of those people you should know what it looks like you should know what it smells like you should know what it tastes like like if you want someone else to taste it you should be tasting it too um there's no for me there is no reason why you should have to go to the doctor to know that something's wrong if you're paying Mm, attention and you're connected you know when something's off by the smell, by the discharge, by the feel. And you mm-hmm. can go and say, okay, this is this is a symptom, this is a symptom, this is a symptom. I just need you to let me know what's going on based right. off of these symptoms and what you see. Right. Yeah. Agreed. That's Definitely. Great. I do have a question. Like, have you ever experienced um, having to work with someone when they are struggling with mental roadblocks? Maybe mm-hmm. they aren't aware of the roadblocks that they might be experiencing that make it difficult for them to climax with themselves or with a partner. Absolutely. Every single one of them is in their head. <laughs> like that is, that is the number one. Natasha, I just, I'm so in my head. I'm sure you are. Like that's where you spend most of your time. Right. But it's because we have been unconsciously taught to disconnect from our body so Mm, and because we're so logical and analytical especially if we're talking about black women we are normally type a personality high achieving go-getters i want to get this done i love my to-do list it makes me come when i scratch something off the list right (laughs) dang that was like fighting words huh shayla (laughs) no because i know how to surrender (laughs) you know like a desk full of sticky notes of everything on it. So it's just about understanding life is not to be lived off of a to-do list and the to-do list, either you do the thing, you give the thing away to someone else to do, or you don't do the thing at all and figure Mm. out how to pay attention to your life, live in your life and don't identify yourself with all the things that you're doing, all the roles Mm -hmm. that you play 
then you'll be able to get out of your head. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So to kind of piggyback off of that, um, something that I have noticed, so especially with black women, is that a lot of times I will hear black women say, well, I'm a I'm a boss in, in the in the boardroom or I tell people what to do at work all day and I got to I got to manage the kids and I got to do this. The last place I want to tell somebody what to do is the bedroom. He should just know. I've always wondered like sis how he's supposed to know like if you don't tell him he like not everybody's Professor Xavier he's not going to be able to read your mind like absolutely so how do you like <laughs> when you're working with clients or you're working you know just even having conversation like with girlfriends like what are some ways or what are you like how do you tell people like girl say this because I know a lot of times like as this black woman we're real we could be real raw raw in your face but the minute we want to be like you want to be a pussycat, baby. Maybe I like it when we all know how to get our words together. We can, we can, add, we can go in a boardroom and tell people how they wrong and ask for a raise, mm-hmm. but we can't get in our bedroom mm-hmm. and say what we want. So, how do you help them get their words together? Yeah, I I have them tell me what they want. Mm-hmm. Like the more you can, the more you can identify what you want, the easier it is to say it. And also, these aren't conversations we're supposed to be having in the bedroom. That's not the time to be talking about no but and you no like that's not the time because that that doesn't help you get out of your head and now your partner is in their head and they're confused and so Mm -hmm. it just starts going downhill from there so I always talk about having scheduled moments to have to do check-ins and have conversations but also like as an individual be curious about what you like I'm always saying that like your five senses are the fundamental ways to get to know you. Those mm-hmm. are all things that you can incorporate into the bedroom. If you think about your five senses, things you like to smell and see and touch and hear and all of that. Um, maybe you don't want to see, maybe you want, you know, some of your senses taken away from you. So, but you don't know that if you don't start getting curious and asking questions and paying attention and being present in the actual moment of your life. Like when you notice how the wind feels across your face or how Mm. a good piece of pineapple feels or when you slide into them shoes that fit just right and it's like (laughs) my god this is the perfect size right like Mm -hmm. when you pay attention to how that feels in your body then you can find more things that make you feel that way way. Mm -hmm. but if you're constantly Mm. in your head you can't do that and you don't have that connection with your body because your body speaks it talks to you. You just have to right. listen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Wait, what'd you say, Titty? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she said something. She said, it's about time to take this bra. Like, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't do those anymore. COVID was like, I just had a brand new life. <laughs> right. Um, so how much do love and apology languages affect sexual intimacy? Um, A lot. Yeah, Mm. a lot because there's that with apologies and being able to show love, there's that vulnerability, right? So there's the vulnerability of being able to ask for what you need, but also being able to receive what is being said to you and being able to provide it. That builds the intimacy because it builds that closeness, that trust, that safety Mm -hmm. that we're looking for of, Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about anything because when I tell you, and I show you, you reciprocate and we do this for each other. So it's very important for the security aspect of being with someone. 
So how would you recommend that, you know, let's start with like new relationships. It's a new relationship, um, like in the early stages, we'll say like six to nine months um, and they're still figuring each other out. Right. Mm -hmm. So they don't know all the ins and outs. You know, sometimes you're like, I feel like I could read my partner's mind. They're not there yet. Mm -hmm. So how would you suggest um, or encourage opening up that conversation about, you know, sex and intimacy? I believe that conversation needs to be like incorporated early. I always talk about expectations, boundaries, and non-negotiables. Those okay. should be within the first couple of weeks. Like if you know you want to be exclusive, that's what you should be talking about. And I think that's where couples miss out until things aren't going right. And then they're coming to see someone like me. And I'm like, well, let's start all the way over. What is your expectation from this person? Got it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's where we have to start because there's a whole bunch of assumptions about what you like and what we should be doing. And yeah, you can't just sit around assuming stuff. Let's just actually have a conversation, but that's where like the vulnerability comes in, right? Like if you're not comfortable enough sharing things like that with that person, then we have a different conversation we need to be having because Mm -hmm. you chose that person. (laughs) Like, so if you chose that person and you want to go into the bedroom, like there's, there's this disconnect between choosing the person and the physical act. There's so much in between that we're missing and we're not talking about because there's this guilt and the shame and embarrassment about, well, you going to judge me and, I don't know this and I don't know that let's learn together. Let's, let's act like a team that we want to be on and Mm -hmm. it makes everything go so much smoother. Valid. Um, Go ahead. What is your um, number one um, sexual self-care tip? You should, you should have an orgasm by yourself every morning. (laughs) Oh, every morning. It makes for an amazing day. Now, morning sex is great, but like to be able to just go mm-hmm. ahead and uh, knock it out. Like I'm, I am big on like manifestation through self love and stuff like that. So mm, okay. you know, thinking about your day and visualizing as you are riding that bullet or whatever tool that you would like to use in that day. Yeah, it sets you off for a really good day. Like you just you're glowing mm, in the okay. face, and you know, like you're just feeling good. <laughs> all those hormones going through okay <laughs> y'all see me glowing you know why <laughs> oh, okay definitely i've i've uh manifested some money some money like that <laughs> definitely it works why y'all it see yeah. calling people's names you better be calling in them dollars and them mm-hmm. trips and all that stuff <laughs> 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 call the right thing Yes. Um, so going back to what you're saying about that, that space between picking the person and the physical, um, act, how much do you emphasize like what that person learned about sex growing up and how it plays a role in, (laughs) and plays a role in what they do and how they, um, interact with each other? Well, that ends up coming up a lot because they're basing one off of what they've seen somewhere, what they've learned from their friends or what they've done with the last person. And that doesn't usually translate well when you try to do what you did with the last person to the next mm. person. Cause it's like a way you learn that from. Cause I didn't tell you I like that <laughs> type of situation. Yeah. So okay. it's a, I, I always tell my couples to 
explore outside of the bedroom. So that looks like okay. going into the bedroom and starting from head, going down to your toe and just trying things and being able to say, yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. If it ends with sex, that's great. But I'm like, this isn't a sexy exercise. This is literally going there like a researcher and y'all communicate. Therefore, you don't have to be doing that in the bedroom. So when you get mm-hmm. in the bedroom, we've already we've already done this, you know, and it's something that you should probably do once a quarter or once every six months because you, we know our bodies change, what we like changes. So it's like, let's just go make sure everything is still how we like it. All right, we're good. Yeah. yeah. I like that, especially because a lot of just in general, long-term relationships, you know, you think, oh, we've been together, especially like when you're married or we've been together for Mm -hmm. X amount of years. I know what that person likes Mm -hmm. and they may not like that no more, or they may want to try something else, or Mm -hmm. they've been had, they went to brunch with the girls and somebody said something after a couple of glasses of champagne and now they want to try it. So I do like that. (laughs) The the inventory of, you know, every, every six months or so. Mm -hmm. That's really, and I also have them do a sex a sex manual so i tell them to think of it as like an ikea instruction manual where you just go through and put all the things from foreplay to what you like to what you would like to explore and i think that helps the conversation when we talk about like the expectations and the non-negotiables like okay i i might be able to try that that's an absolute no Mm -hmm. like i'm just i'm not doing that so we can go ahead and scratch that out and that's like (laughs) an ever-growing thing that you can sit and have conversations about um and it just makes for good talk good talk over wine and Mm -hmm. you put that on your list that's what you're trying to do where you get that from you know just like no judgment getting to know each other right yeah um I think even in hearing you say that, I think that's kind of important because especially as like black girls, I know one of the things that I remember hearing growing up, like middle school, high school is like, um, and I know grown women who still feel this way, like black women don't suck dick, like they don't give head, they don't do that. That's something that white girls do. And it's like, yeah, I, I know y'all looking at me like I'm crazy, but I've I've heard it. I've heard (laughs) that like, that's something that. Or they don't do like if you want that you better go find Becky like I don't do that and it's interesting to hear that and saying like being able to be so confident in saying what you're not going to do but then on the on the other side of that coin you still can't verbalize what you want so mm-hmm. I feel like that there's like a contradiction in in being able to be like this mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not doing this even though it's not something you've ever tried but then you also can't verbalize what you do want and what you are willing to try Right. Because that comes off of what someone else said. You don't do it because she says she don't do it. And you also don't, you know, at certain ages, you don't want anyone to be like, oh, my God, you do this, you know, and like shaming you and wagging the finger at you and everything like that. Like, but you have those. Medicine sucker did. You have those that are like, I do it and I like it, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't sit down at all of y'all cups. Yep, that used to be the thing. Don't drink out of my cup, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Feel my feet. Girl. <laughs> oh, Larry. <laughs> Not Larry. Whatever his name. <laughs> Input your own name. Right. Yeah, insert name. Insert name. Um, so, I mean, I know your focus obviously is, you know, reaffirming Black women, but what is something mm-hmm. that when you are having these conversations and you, you know, things that you are seeing, what's something that you 
hear or see that kind of like it's a thing that like breaks your heart and you're like wow I wish mm-hmm. I, I this is something that I hear a lot and not like I'm so tired of hearing it but generally like I hear so many black women saying this and it's just it breaks your heart okay I'm my Uh-oh. church my church girls Uh-oh. and you know the idea of what what a relationship was supposed to look like and what you're not supposed to do and you know how mm. you're supposed to hold out a lot of clients that come in are trying to understand who they are sexually sensually in relationship to themselves and to their partners their marriage when they realize that the stuff that they've been taught from the church is hindering them because they don't Mm -hmm. know anything, right? Like they know nothing about their bodies. All they know is I was supposed to wait. Um, Mm -hmm. Not only did I wait, but it's just not doing what it's supposed to do. And I don't know what to do with my body. And I just, I have this love hate relationship going on and it just makes because i i was never like really religious so i didn't i didn't have that situation but to have women in their 40s and their 50s like natasha i don't know what to do like i don't even know what i like i don't even i've never looked at it you know i was told not Mm -hmm. to and you know i waited till i got married and now like either we're unhappily married or I'm divorced and how do I go out into this world and date and all that? I'm just like, Oh, mm-hmm. oh damn. damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. I, it's really the church hoes that was women. <laughs> and no, that's why those, those women, when they get a certain age and they look at the girls that were loose in church or that was extra flirty with this deacon or that pastor. And they're like, Oh, I don't want to be like that. You know, it's very, that's, I know. that's sad. That, I, right, that is right. It Trying does. to re-enter into the dating, mm-hmm. the dating realm after a marriage or a divorce and then hearing all these statistics about, about STIs and STDs mm-hmm. and like, what I don't even know how to put a condom on. I can right. imagine those conversations right. in that, in that room, in that office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just Damn. so, you know, I'm just like, I'm out here crusading one church girl at a time. <laughs> You know that's right. She got a mission. She's on a mission. <laughs> Putting a scarlet letter on everybody's shirt. Right. Handing them a tuber red. Right. right. But once they figure it out, it's it just feels really good. Like they just the mm-hmm. energy changes because there's like this confidence. It's not even about the sex, right? Like it's the confidence mm-hmm. of knowing self, loving self, because mm-hmm. it all goes back to reconnecting the relationship with your body we are taught very young to disconnect from your body what what your body wants and what your body needs does not matter what i want to do yeah. with it and again we go back to slavery that's a long line of your body is my property i'm gonna do what i want with it mm-hmm. um and it was about survival and i always tell people that doesn't just go anywhere like it didn't just mm-hmm. stop that's that's a generational curse and generational trauma that we have to work through but also it's not this is new right like there is not a lot of roads paved for pleasure and sex for black women so it's like we have the trailblazers and what we're hoping is as we send it back it will start to trickle that's how i look at it as when i work with one woman then she's able to have that conversation with her friends or with her daughter or with her niece or her God, like 
it gets spread yeah. out and then they're interested and they're like, well, why do you think that way? And, you know, it's, they start reading more books or they're like, well, let me go mm-hmm. see Natasha or let me go see somebody. And then it just like mm-hmm. the ripple effect I am hoping goes far and wide for those that are coming up after. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned books. Do you have like off the top of your, your brain, do you have a book that you would recommend someone that's getting ready to that wants that's interested in obtaining a sex coach, but wanting to learn more about the self-love piece or a young girl that might have maybe low self-esteem or low Mm self-worth that could assist them with getting to that point. My favorite books are my body is not an apology. Um, Mm, and pleasure activism. Those are like my two top favorite books. They just, pleasure activism speaks to she's in there talking about like all this she's like i love everybody and i do drugs and all that but like (laughs) the way that she talks about her relationship with her sensuality and with her body and the journey that she went through and to like love it unapologetically every role every crevice and i'm just like gosh that is absolutely amazing and between reading those and being mentored you know, I just tell people I attempt to live my life every day like an orgasm. Like if it doesn't mm. fit into making me curl my toes, what are we doing? <laughs> like why why am I doing it? And I think a lot of right. people don't like to go in that direction because now we're talking about disappointing people. I'm not mm. a I'm not a people pleaser. I'm strong on my no and I'm very good with my boundaries. And Mm -hmm. that has taken work, probably less work than most. But when you start talking about that, you start to become an outlier. You start to go against the grain when you step into yourself and liberate yourself and your body. And you, yeah, you get a little enemy. You get some enemies with that (laughs) because I don't even think it's on purpose. It's like, I would like to do that. Like when you think about how your mom would come at you or your grandma or like someone and it's mm-hmm. because how dare you go out here and do the things that I wish I could do when I was that age. That's why people don't like Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> no, I'm you. I'm, I'm, it's why it's why people don't like Meg. She, all, her music talks about how her pussy is hers. If you can't make her come, she gonna get rid of you and go find the next one. That's why people don't like Meg. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. I have this belief and I know it's, it's mean. I'm not even saying it's kind of mean. It is mean, but I have this belief that, and it, I, I can tell you where it's rooted in or how I can make the condition, but I have this belief that not every woman is sexy. And what I mean by that is because as we've been saying, so many women are disconnected to their body that the art of like sexy and seduction and all of that Mm -hmm. it's an art it's a skill Mm -hmm. set that you have to learn and but in order to learn it you first have to be connected to your body Mm -hmm. so what are some ways that like I know we've talked about like looking at yourself in the mirror and things like that but what are some ways that people can start on that process of being more connected so that they can you know, have that sex appeal. And, you know, I know a lot of women also have, like they say they have, they have a hard time flirting and they don't know how to flirt. Or I know women who say they don't know how to talk to men, period. Mm-hmm. So what are some, some steps that they can take? So it will always go back to like the five senses, right? Like making those mm-hmm. things intentional. I'm always about 
again, the orgasm piece, like it should make you feel good. Like I, there was one time I had a p- Buffalo pizza and it was my first time at this place and I ate it and I was just in my own world. My friend was like, what is going on over there? And I was like this, <laughs> yo, this pizza is doing it for me. Like everything that you do should have an element of that Mm. whatever you put in your house what you see what you put on your body you know because Mm -hmm. that is going to transform how you feel it's going to transform you on the inside once you transform on the inside that shows on the outside right we talk about the glow and the bubble and like bitch what you been doing I've been doing (laughs) me like I've been I've been catering to me I have been dating me I have been romanticizing me So whatever it is that you want from a person, give that to you first. You can flirt with yourself. I flirt with myself in the mirror all day. I'm also a Libra, but I flirt with myself (laughs) all day in the mirror. I wink at myself, you know, like I'd like to, I like to just rub on myself. I'm just like, I love me and I've, I've done Mm -hmm. a lot of work to get to this place. So if you cannot, you got to treat me like I treat me. Okay. Like, Yeah. And so that's where it starts. It's going to start with you giving yourself what you want someone else to give you. And then everyone else just falls in line because when they see you, they're they're like, I I can't go. I can't even match that. So I'm just going to leave her alone. I, I can't. Correct. I can't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Because once you get comfortable. <laughs> mm. Listen, it's like, and I, I think we've talked, I think VA and I've talked about this a couple of times on the show. It's like, once, like you said, once you get comfortable, you just start to repel mm-hmm. people. Like, you're not even mm-hmm. doing it intentionally. And, you know, <clears throat> I've even said it before where people are like, oh, you're so full of yourself. Am I full of myself or do I just genuinely love myself? Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, like looking mm-hmm. in the mirror, winking in the mirror, flirting with yourself. Like, I do those things and I have been told, like, oh, you're so stuck up or you're so conceited or you only look at your, mm-hmm. but it's like I know it took especially for me I'm a skinny girl it's hard for me to gain weight so for a long time I've been told oh you got a body of a little boy so it took me a long time to feel like a woman that I like without having the fat ass and all that so it took me a long time to get there I didn't went through all of that I'm not about to listen to you be mad at me because you can't look at yourself in the mirror (laughs) exactly exactly because it takes a long time it takes a lot of work to get there and what you find is I can't I can't go back that's like five, mm-hmm. that's like four or five years of work, bro. I cannot go back. I'm not going to let you send me yeah. all the way back there because I see <laughs> you what I had it. to do. The tears, mm-hmm. the snot, mm-hmm. the loneliness, because, you know, no cool one talks work. about the pocket of loneliness when you start, like, having that relationship with yourself and it just doesn't relate yeah. to people. So now you're just alone, but now you've gotten mm-hmm. comfortable with being alone. So now you have to reintegrate to being with people on your level. Like, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. And it's like, you cannot, I'm not going to let you send me back where I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah. For real. <laughs> you got out. Right. Right. So, yeah. 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 I like, I also like that you mentioned, this is something that, um, off like outside of the show that just in conversation um, that we've had as friends that I have said, like, one of the hardest so I'm in I'm in a very healthy happy relationship now but that Mm -hmm. wasn't always the case Mm -hmm. um and one of the things that I have realized and this isn't all not all my friends because if that was the case they wouldn't be here but what I realized in the process of of getting here and getting in this space that it was 
for a little bit kind of lonely because nobody else around me was not only loving themselves, but then also having someone who was matching the way that they love Mm -hmm. themselves. So I really like that you talked about or brought up the space of that loneliness because it is, it's awkward. It's Mm -hmm. you're lonely. You're like, okay, well I came out of that insecure space and now I know how to love me, but ain't nobody, it's kind of like that, the scene at the end of, uh, Fresh Prince where the house is empty, like or when they when they come and everybody so and Will is just standing there and ain't nobody there. Mm-hmm. Like it literally feels like that scene because you're like, okay, I work oh real gosh, hard and I'm here. Example. Oh my god. But now yes. what? Mm-hmm. Hey, they ain't even a couch here. Ain't a Cheeto puff. Like, what am I supposed to do? So how do you help people navigate in that space? So that's where you start to find your community, right? So you start Mm. going and doing things that light you up and you will find people where it does the same for them. And then you just start Mm -hmm. to have those conversations. You go find your people because you don't want to sit and wait for people to find you. This this, this will take too long. So as you start finding your new interests and your new hobbies, you will start to find the people that that fit right now they may not fit forever but in the present moment which is what we're focused on they fit like a puzzle piece Mm -hmm. yeah y'all hear that she knew here and she said our favorite word go go find a hobby (laughs) and seek community (laughs) a hobby we are not trying to monetize please oh yeah Mm-hmm. very true <laughs> very true just go have fun you don't got to make yeah. no money off of it just go have fun yeah i think people don't know how to have fun anymore like everything is about like creating content and making money and creating this aesthetic lifestyle i'm gonna go play some play-doh and blow some bubbles and do a cartwheel <laughs> yeah yes all right i like that part yeah i like that um and you mentioning that just made me think of something else i'm really big on and I'm more cognizant and aware of this in the people that I surround myself with because my, my girls is real good at honoring their inner child, but mm-hmm. honoring their inner child in ways that we had previously been told, you so childish. Why? Like you just said, playing with, you know, Play-Doh or going to blow some bubbles or go doing a cartwheel. Mm-hmm. Like we just talked about how, she, you know, V plays Louie's Garden. We I'm the Disney kid. Mm-hmm. Like I, how does, or do you think, or are there ways that honoring your inner child connect to finding that personal intimacy and then making that connection and intimacy with your partner yes absolutely because it allows when we step out of our head and we step into like fun and play it gives us space to be creative right like we're not trying Mm -hmm. so hard when you're coloring and you're focusing and you got your tongue out and you're doing that color (laughs) like you just (laughs) you just like you just start to cultivate these things of like Mm -hmm. ideas and you start to have just like epiphanies and it just starts to flow to you because you're not like, you're not pressed. You're not forcing anything. It's just like an energy of flow. And all of that comes from the womb space. It comes from the Mm -hmm. hip, from the sacral, like that's where your creativity is. So as you Mm -hmm. are allowing yourself to go play, you are circulating that energy and you can go do something with it that you enjoy. Yes, it is very much connected. Yes. I hope y'all Shout taking, out to the chakras. Right, I hope okay. y'all taking notes. <laughs> okay. 
I really hope y'all taking notes. Y'all might, KK, you might not be able to listen to this one on, on one and a half speed. You might have to listen to a regular. <laughs> we got one of them. I listen to everything on 1.5, 1.75. So shout out to y'all. Cause we don't have time. <laughs> Yo, she, she was, she's been heard and seen. No. <laughs> So are there any, you know, I know we covered a lot and we were kind of like all over the place, but are there any things that you just, you know, you want to remind the the people, remind women, like, I know you deal with a lot of clients and stuff on a regular basis, but if there, if there was like one thing that you could just leave people with. Do just do you right. Like everyone is always going to have something to say. Whether it's yes. good, whether it's negative, someone will always have something to say. So you might as well just do it anyway. Yeah. It just, you know, like, just <laughs> it is what it is. At the end of the day, you have to live with you. You have to live with your decisions, consequences, indifference, whatever it is. So you might as well just go out there and go ahead and do it and see what the information is. Either you like it or you don't. You don't ever have to do it again. In the words of Keely Williams... Hey, that stick on the head. <laughs> Say a stick on the plate. <laughs> Do you, baby? <laughs> she saved now. She ain't got a list, but you said she saved. She don't got a list. Yeah, yeah. She's super religious now. That's oh, wow. another story. Yeah. Look at Jesus making miracles. Um. <laughs> um. So obviously we could go on and on and I don't really want to get into the weeds about like sex because as you already mentioned it's different for everybody Mm -hmm. and um you can't really know that until you know you so we could sit here and talk about orgasms and positions and toys but the reality is you could talk a good game right exactly you could talk we could sit here and talk for another hour and have all the fun in the world but it starts with you so that just means we just gonna have to bring you back after you know after the listeners say hands do you like toys do you go in a circular (laughs) up and down girl have you tried it (laughs) right so after y'all do y'all homework you know then we could bring we could bring natasha back but yeah. I do want to say thank you so much for yeah. chit-chatting with us. Um, like I said, for us, February was the month of love and obviously Heart Health Month, but we really wanted to hone in on honoring you. And like last mm-hmm. week was, you know, self-love is the best love. And this was just a perfect segue into into that. I think a lot of people, not even I think, I know and I witness so many people are like, well, I want my partner to do this, 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 and this. And as you mentioned, well, are you doing that for yourself? Because mm-hmm. how, can you, how can you expect something from someone else that you're not giving to yourself? So let the people sure. know where they can find you. What are your socials? What are your, what are all the things? Yeah. So I am on Facebook at Natasha Chantel. I'm on TikTok, which I'm having a lot of fun. So if you really want to come on TikTok, I'm having a great time. Instagram. Uh, But you can find me at Chantel on TikTok and Instagram and Natasha Chantel on LinkedIn. I've just started dipping my toe in LinkedIn to see what's going on over there. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. listen to the podcast Owning Pleasure as a Black Woman. Of course, yes. of course. And then, do you have any? I mean, I know I I know this, but do you have any like resources or additional things that if people want to dive deep? I have all types of stuff. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I do. Um, yeah, just come come holler at me. I I okay. do some stuff. Okay. I do some stuff. <laughs> 
Listen, okay. she said she said she got the things, y'all. Um, so and yeah, she said the TikTok is lit over there. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that, that's my favorite place. That's so go go hang out with Natasha over there on TikTok. Um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of Girl What's Up with That. Make sure you're following us on all the social platforms. Um, subscribe to the YouTube. We over on YouTube now. Yes. Um, help you know. Yeah, we're on YouTube now. I'm gonna dip my toe yeah. over there eventually. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, we. I'll tell you, girl. I'll tell you about it after. Um, <laughs> but yeah, make sure you guys are following us on the YouTube. Of course, staying up to date with us on Instagram. Again, thank you so much to everyone who came out to our Valentine's Day brunch. You are appreciated. We literally cannot do these things without your support and your listenership. Yes. So we definitely, definitely appreciate that. Um, but you got any you got any special announcements? Make yourself nut in the morning. Hallelujah. Thank you to God. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.